What's up, guys? It's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. The Oscars are only two weeks away, and the big picture is breaking down everything you need to know leading up to the show. Hosts Sean Fennessy and Amanda Dobbins take you through the favorites, snubs, and dark horse picks from this year's slate of movies. Tune in to The Big Picture on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are talking about the Goop Lab. Goop! <laughs> so excited. Um, we're checking in with one of our 2020 predictions. Looking good. Yep. And we're discussing Tom Hanks' first potential scandal. Juicy Could it be? <laughs> Every time we hear the bell, we have to change topics unless we're talking about goop, in which case we can go as long as we want. And now, let's spill the tea. Okay, tea time checks in with the goop lab. This is, in our outline, a page and a half. (laughs) We have carved out just mentally a good 20 minutes of the pod to talk about it. We won't. We'll spare you because we assume that not everyone is as invested as we are in this content. But Gwyneth Paltrow's Netflix docuseries, The Goop Lab, uh, is released today on Friday. Mm -hmm. We all got to watch it. Thank you, Netflix, for those screeners. It's six episodes. They're 30 minutes. Where to begin? Where to begin? I suppose we should begin by saying that, first of all, spoiler warning, if you want to watch the Goop Lab, (laughs) just unvarnished, maybe skip 10 minutes into this podcast. And also, I just want to say that they start out the Goop Lab with a disclaimer, Mm. and it reads as follows. The following series is designed to entertain and inform, (laughs) not provide (laughs) medical advice. You should always consult your doctor when it comes to your personal health or before you start any treatment. Tea Time is going to continue with a similar disclaimer. Yeah. Yes. The show is not, it's it's full of faux science bullshit. We know that. Yeah. We accept that. Yeah. We enjoyed it anyway. And we yeah. shall never be rich enough in our entire right. lives to test out any of the things mm-hmm. that she's shilling. So I'm not worried right. about the harmful message because I can't afford it. So <laughs> exactly. like, it won't affect us. Right. There are a lot of uh, articles right now about like, oh, it's dangerous, blah, blah, blah. It's a very sensationalist show. You're watching people try these fucking crazy things that you're never, ever going to try. Right. Like mm-hmm. shilled by these crazy people. Right. And I mean, some of them are good, but most of them are crazy. Yeah. And like, it's again, it's like supposed to be entertaining. Like, uh, yeah, it should be made clear. Like, we get it. Like, we know know. it's harmful. We're just going to have fun. Now to the fun part. So there are six episodes. They vary in great. Like, yeah, you know, you can skip over some of them. What was your favorite episode, Kate? My favorite episode, I think, was Cold Comfort, Mm -hmm. I would say. There's this man named Wim Hof. Who is like maybe the craziest person on the show? He (laughs) has developed this so called method of like fighting off stress. And he says fighting off like diseases, which I don't buy. Again, like, yeah, (laughs) you can skip that. But basically, he like the goop staffers travel to, I believe, Lake Tahoe Mm -hmm. and submerge themselves in snow and in water to like fight stress. And this man is just an absolute psycho. And I love him. I want him to run my life. There was a lot of Goop staff bonding (laughs) in the episodes. We said that the staff seemed actually 
really great. Yeah. I'm already skipping around, but we were worried that there wasn't going to be enough Gwyneth on this show. Yeah. And she is mostly just there to, like, introduce the people, introduce the quote-unquote experts. And then she, like, sends her staffers to do these things. Yes. And then, like, talks to them about it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I liked getting to know the Goop staff because they're so much— they're not what you expect. Right. And they also are exactly what you expect. <laughs> and they are potentially more interesting to watch than Gwyneth Paltrow, who's right. already kind of just— Right. And I don't really trust her reactions to things because yeah. she's Gwyneth and she's an actress. But, like, mm. these poor—like, the, there's, like, you know, an associate beauty editor or, like, a, you know, a photographer yeah. or, like, these yeah. random people. Obviously, there are, like, higher-ups at Goop, too. But, like, there are some just random people who work at Goop who are sent off to do these things. And I, like, trust their reactions way more than I trust. And a couple of them were really incredulous about the whole process. Totally. There's one girl where they go to kind of like a medium. Yeah. She speaks this, to the was other this side. your favorite episode? Yes. And the woman going into it was like— I straight up don't believe any of this and through the entire interview as this medium was trying to connect her to the other side she's just like nope that doesn't relate nope that's not me blah 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 right there's actually this great plot twist so she's like oh like I'm sensing twins and the girl's like no and then she's like oh there's like a Gemini connection and she's like no and then she brings up something about Mexico and the girl's like no and and like you're, as you're watching it, you're like oh shit like this is not working yeah. and then there's this amazing <laughs> plot twist where it cuts to the side and you see one of the production assistants who's behind the camera like headphones on holding mics like clearly not meant to be on camera is like you're accidentally reading me like this all applies to me and she like started crying yeah Yeah. oh I didn't see that one it's really good it's a great plot twist she's like my grandmother was a twin my grandpa just died like I'm getting married in Mexico that's insane and like she was like I wasn't gonna say anything until like the third thing you said like made it so clear that like you were talking about me and then the girl the medium was like I'm so glad you didn't like pretend like it related to you because that's you're not supposed to like make it work oh wow it's a great plot I don't believe in it but it's a great plot twist (laughs) it's really good yeah plot twist also I believe in it now I'm a huge (laughs) fan it's great television Amelia what were some of your favorite parts um, well, yeah, I like the cold comfort one, too, because yeah. uh, I feel like I could do that like, right. if I yeah. really had <laughs> Agree. to, you know? Um, I also, you know what? The vagina one. We got to talk about the vagina one. That was one. interesting. The episode is called The Pleasure is Ours. Yes. Just for those searching for these. And there's actually, we have to stop calling it the vagina one because oh, there's sorry, a really good sorry. moment at the oh, beginning right. where Gwyneth is like, I thought the whole thing was the vagina. Right. And the expert is like, um, no, like that's just the birth canal. And the rest of it is like the vulva. Right. And Gwyneth, right. <laughs> Liz is cringing right now. I'm sorry. We have to do this. It's a goop lap. And literally the sexpert. Her name is, like, Betty Dodson. She's, like, 80 years old. She, I want, like, her to be my grandma. <laughs> she is, like, giving Gwyneth Paltrow absolutely no nonsense. Like, you're, how do you not know this? Like, you're a grown-ass And woman. she corrects herself she, in the episode later. Right. And so they basically go to all these different sessions in mostly L.A., mm-hmm. ranging from, like, women sitting together naked in a room. And mm-hmm. Netflix shows everything, <laughs> as I found out while I was watching this at my desk at 8 a.m. this morning yeah. on the big monitor. <laughs> Um, like literally everything uh, and really amps up as they go. There are just all sorts of like different workshops. I really don't want to get into it more no, than it's we just, have. It's just disclaimer. Don't watch it at work. It's surprising. <laughs> yeah, don't do what I did. I would watch it alone. I would but it's ex- actually a good episode. No, yes. it's I think I will say this genuinely like Goop 
Thanks for trying to normalize the vagina. You know? I agree. Or vulva, sorry. Yeah, we should have known from the um, the promo materials for the show that yeah. that was what was coming. That's tr- that is true. Um, but yeah, I thought that was like the least kind of like fake pseudoscience one. It was like actually more about like female empowerment and like mm. womanhood. And yeah. I appreciated that. Did this change your opinion of Gwyneth Paltrow at all after watching a lot of these episodes? She's featured in some behind the scenes stuff. Like she and Brad Falchuk take uh-huh. a walk through, I don't know where, Their in the neighborhood Pacific or something. Palisades. Yeah. Just talking about, I think, she was on a uh, yeah she did one of the diet episodes was one that she was really featured in do you guys have a a change of heart on her she comes across extremely likable yeah Yeah. I think I think yeah and I liked that a lot of times she was the most skeptical person in the room like she was in a room with Elise who was like also really higher up on Goop and did a lot of these and then she's in the room with the experts and like she definitely isn't like, oh, like what you've done is so amazing. Yeah. Like, oh, like I, I totally believe you. Like she like is looking at the camera and like looking at these people like, I don't know if I believe this. Right. And, like I need you to convince me because I kind of don't. So I appreciated that. Do you think there's room for a season two or do you think like this six episodes, whatever it is, and it's flashy and they're like talking about or whatever it is. It's like <laughs> very um, like catchy. Do you, yeah. Would you watch an entire other season if she keeps I going? I think they could get a lot more shocking. Yeah. I think they kind totally. of played it safe. Like they did like a Mushrooms episode that was really boring. They were just like lying on the floor and crying. <laughs> and like I feel like there's a lot more like weird science bullshit that they could try. Okay. I think they need to bring out Miranda Kerr because she was at one of the Goop Expos or something. Mm-hmm. a while back and she was talking about how she has like pet leeches and how she does the <gasps> See, leech therapy so much more that shit one's we interesting could do. I would watch that we need oh, like a shit. dirty jobs goop crossover where they do like all the really <gasps> yes. weird shit yes you know? also I can't believe I skipped over this at the top of the show each episode opens with one oh of Paltrow basically saying like how she started this whole thing she says when I started Goop in 2008 I was like my calling is something else besides making out with Matt Damon on screen or <laughs> just great you see it every single so episode the first thing in the intro right it's really good and she says the whole point is so Goop is this modern lifestyle brand they want to optimize the self and she says we have one life how can we milk the shit out of this yes really good yes. just yes. preach anyway watch it if you want it's pretty shocking it's a good time yeah, yeah. Okay, moving right along. Next category, Tea Time's biggest relationship news ever. Kate, want to start? I do want to start. Um, <laughs> I feel like I quote Alex Abad Santos from Vox all the time on this, but he and I are just of one mind. Sure. We have talked about Brandon Flynn a lot on this podcast, mm. specifically when we thought that he was dating Richard Madden, who is not out, so we're not obviously going to like try to out him, but they were quote-unquote roommates. They're good friends or were good friends. Yeah. We're hanging out a lot together. So <laughs> Alex tweeted... This twink is gay men's Pete Davidson <laughs> after someone else tweeted that Brandon Flynn was seen with Zachary Quinto, Richard Madden, and Sam Smith. And it's just these pictures of wow. them, like, cradling him, like, walking <laughs> through the streets. And then they have the picture of um, Arrested Development where she's like, good for her. <laughs> and honestly, he kind of—it's the same Pete Davidson thing where you're like, why do all of these famous people, like, that want— is- Kind of crazy. Pants? I'm honestly happy talking about him, but uh, not oh, Pete Davidson. Totally. I'm happy to hitch my wagon totally. to him instead. So Brandon Flynn and 13 Reasons Why. Right. Sure. Oh, so yeah, yeah okay. He's right. Your, he's okay. that random guy. Yeah. Gotcha. Amelia, what is this next one? I don't even know what these words okay. mean. Stavros Niarchos. <sighs> I want to take you back to like 2000, mid 2000s. Stavros Niarchos was a gr- is a Greek shipping heir. His dad's name is like Stavros Niarchos. You know, his grandpa's name is Stavros Niarchos. Mm-hmm. And like Paris Hilton at the time was engaged to another Greek shipping heir. 
So Greek shipping heirs had a big, they were big in the mid-2000s. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so Paris was engaged to Paris Latsis. But then she stole Stavros Niarchos from Mary Kate Olsen. Oh my God. And yes. And so Stavros Niarchos went on to date other like Hollywood people, like Lindsay. I think he almost dated Lindsay Lohan and stuff like that. But it was like a big scandal when Paris took Mary Kate because Mary Kate's boyfriend, because Mary Kate talked to W Magazine. I remember this iconic issue. And she was just like, oh, my life's a mess right now. And Paris and I were always like friendly with each other. And she's like, and I miss him. And I heard that he like, paid a homeless man $100 to douse himself in soda. What? <laughs> what? I- insane. Like, insanity. Okay, so why are we talking about Stavros so he, today? Sorry about that. <laughs> no, wow, you're that good. Was, uh, that was vital okay. background information. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so sh- he recently got married to— um, Not Paris Hilton? Not Paris Hilton. Uh, Stavros Niarchos and Dasha Zukova, who's this Russian rich lady, Wow. got married in a civil ceremony in Paris this past October, but like this most recent one mm-hmm. was like their all out party, blowout <laughs> wedding in the glam ski town St. Moritz. So many different kinds of names for Amelia to struggle through. What? I love this. <laughs> what is so, happening? So wait, okay, okay. But here's the thing. So the, a guy who was big in the arts, Stavros okay. Niarchos, okay. got married to Dasha Zukova, okay. who was once married to Roman. Abramovic. I thought you were going to say Polanski. <laughs> no! He can't be rolled Sorry, out. I feel like I'm having a stroke. He is a Russian oligarch. Okay. And and he is kind of the reason why uh, Putin got <laughs> in power. Oh I'm serious! The fact that this is dropped in the middle of this category, I'm sorry. in the middle of this podcast, I don't know what to do I'm with this fascinated. info. So, two, two wealthy people had a wedding party. Right, and like famous people came got it. and all that good stuff. But it's interesting that Dasha Zukova, her first marriage, where she got like a huge divorce settlement, was to this Roman Abramovic guy. Because he's related to Putin. Not well, he's, familiarly, but, but politically. He, politically, yes. Like they're close. Wow. He recommended Putin as a successor to Boris Yeltsin. It, you know. <laughs> oh my God. So well, it's like, I don't know, dark web, who knows? Congrats to Stavros, I yeah. think. Sorry. I'm sorry. That, I, was, I no, wasn't that was as great. prepared as I I'm wanted thrilled. to be. I'm yeah. <laughs> thrilled with how that went. And now you have more here. And I don't oh know my who God, these I'm people so are sorry. either. <laughs> okay. Guys, we got to branch out. It can't always be Pete Davidson. This is also True. like late aughts. This is late aughts. Okay. okay. Courtney Stodden, who was like 16 when she married Doug. <laughs> Hutchison. <laughs> She married Doug. No, Doug Hutchinson, who um, was in the Green Mile. He played like the mean guard guy. Sure. Okay, well, but like it, it was a huge deal because she was like 16. He was right. like 40 yeah. something when they got yeah. married. And then she had like songs about bullying and she went on like Celebrity Big Brother UK. No, <laughs> ringing any bells at all. She had like that iconic um, photo shoot where it was like, her posing next to like dead celebrities' gravestones. Oh my god! What? I mean, yeah. the celebrities that you love are just so special. Uh, they're really, you know, on the up and up. I'm fascinated. Um. Anyway, <laughs> they filed for divorce in 2018 after more than six years, but then they stalled the divorce. But now they're officially divorced. So happy She's for free. Courtney. Yeah, happy. it looks like he took the dog. 
He did take the dog. The dog is named Dortney. <laughs> oh, God. Make it stop. Okay, I'm going to just hijack this now. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. Uh, in other celebrity news, Vanessa Hudgens was spotted out in Brooklyn with Lakers player Kyle Kuzma, which is sad because she's just recently split from Austin Butler. Yeah. But happy because, you know, the girls should be getting out there. She was with him for a long time. Um, but they're, like, really kind of flirting with each other on Instagram. She's going to Lakers games. Yeah. They're spotting out multiple times in New York, LA. How do we feel about Kyle Kuzma? Oh, yeah. well, I have nothing. I don't know much about same. him. We'll have to get an NBA person on this. Are there? Is it safe to say there are NBA players we would prefer her date before Kyle Kuzma? Yes, he used to date Kendall Jenner. Ooh, but honestly, not that's, that's, that's kind of much. a big get for her. Then yeah. I feel like honestly, I'm fine. really for her for Vanessa Hudgens. I feel like it's a good get for him. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, Queen they're like Netflix. spotted out and about. Oh. So we'll see how long that lasts. Oh. Okay, and last one, Amelia. This is you again. Go for it. It is me. Um, Jesse J and Channing Tatum. They're back on, people. Ow, ow. Officially. It's really exciting. Huge for our 2020 predictions. We Truly. need this. Truly. This is great. And they maybe were spotted looking at baby furniture. Yeah, they were spotted like shopping in the children's <laughs> section. In a hardware store. Restoration hardware. Restoration hardware. Is that, that not that's a, a nice, hardware store? That hardware is store. absolutely not wait, a hardware no, it's a, store. It's a, it's a home furniture It has store. hardware in the name. <laughs> yes, it does. Trust me. <laughs> this episode of Tea Time is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love does bras differently. With over 80 bra size, their bra styles are made to fit your life. Their Fit Finder quiz will help you find your perfect fit in just one minute with a few simple questions, including questions about breast shape. This quiz is super easy, super quick. It takes no time at all. Everyone at Tea Time took it, got some product. These bras are unbelievable. And don't worry, if you don't know your size, Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape. Then it finds the styles that fit your body. Thanks to Third Love's perfect fit promise, each customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. And if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate to a woman in need. Guys, these bras are actually unbelievable. Once I got sent it, it made me realize what I've been missing out on this entire time, and I'm never going back to any other company. They're so comfortable. They go with everything that you wear every day, and they add new styles to their website all the time, so I'm constantly sucked back in and wanting more. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash tea time to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash tea time for 15% off today. Guess what? We're not done. We got lots more celebrity news to report on. This next category is not worth the tea. This is pretty nice and wholesome. Tom Hanks <laughs> apparently was bamboozled and <laughs> tied up in this like fake CBD advertising <laughs> campaign. So he posted on his own Instagram. The picture is a quote from Tom Hanks, you know, apparently, and a photo of him. <laughs> And Tom Hanks said this, The advances Dr. Oz has made in the CBD industry are remarkable. I wouldn't believe it if I hadn't had the chance to try it out for myself. After using Canapro CBD for two weeks, I was already feeling like a new me. So Tom Hanks goes on Instagram and says, This is false and an intentional <laughs> hoax. I've never said this. I would never make such an endorsement. Come on, man. Hanks. <laughs> 
So, Tom Hanks, I'm really sorry that you were tied into this. Dr. Oz apparently also has no affiliation with this company. I don't know Yikes. what this Canabrow CBD <laughs> is thinking that they can do, taking Tom Hanks. Maybe they didn't think he would ever respond because— Honestly, I'm surprised he did. Kind of a tough look for him to put this on his Instagram grid. Not even in the stories. It's on the grid. Right. When people look at this, no one's going to pay attention to the caption. They're going to be like, oh, Tom Hanks is still endorsing right. CBD. People don't read captions. Right. Oh, my God. Right. It's literally a photo of him and this big quote. This right. is a That's mistake. embarrassing. He should have like, put a red, red X across it or something. Yeah, he should have. <laughs> anyway, next one. Rookie mistake. All right. Uh, Haldi has a new album out this week, and Pitchfork— Gave it an iffy review at best. They said, too much of this album sounds like the amorphous pop that you might associate with a miserable lift ride. And Halsey saw the review and in just a terrible look, always said, basically a lot of celebrities have been doing this lately and like outing bad reviews. Uh, she said, can the basement that they run Pitchfork out of just collapse already? <laughs> oh, it was a tweet shit. that she sent. And one follower pointed <laughs> out that Pitchfork offices are in the One World Trade Center building in New York. So oh, everyone was no. like, Halsey is literally calling for the collapse of <gasps> oh, One no. World Trade Center. Oh. So they immediately deleted it upon realizing that. And she said, absolutely deleted it. Uh, was just trying to make a joke. Intended zero harm. But now there are all these headlines that say, Halsey apologizes after unintentionally calling for the collapse of One World oh, Trade Center. God. Absolutely bad it's luck. It's just a never a good look to call out bad reviews. Yeah. Just don't do it. At right. best, it's a bad Seriously. look. Seriously. At worst, you're calling for the collapse of the World Trade Center. <laughs> right. Right. Like, Just karma don't do it. biting you back. Yeah. Next one. This will be really brief. But uh, Food God, a.k.a. Jonathan Chibon, he is cutting ties with his sketchy burger chain, which is called Burger Rim. So, <laughs> burger Rim? Burger Rim. Yeah. One word? One word. He loves his one words. He Food does. God is one word, too. It really is. And apparently, this company aggressively signed up inexperienced franchises and then had no substantial plans to run the business. So all these places like just fell apart. Fell apart. Yeah. Wow. And people had like paid the money and stuff. So and probably all the employees good. they hired that are now just like, oh, yeah, really? <laughs> God, what the? So better. he's a dumbass. Yeah. He is a dumbass. Next thing, not worth the tea. I had this was maybe naive of me. I feel like we realize this every couple weeks on the pod, how I believe everything. <laughs> I didn't realize that Carpool Karaoke with James Corden, the car that James Corden is quote unquote driving, right. is actually on other wheels that is being pulled by like a, a tow oh. truck vehicle. And it's all fake. I had no idea. People oh. have realized this after like a video went viral. Yeah, I saw it from today. Complex. Yeah, it was him and Justin Bieber. And they were filmed like in the Range Rover, but they're being pulled all through the streets of LA. I feel gypped. Yeah, I yeah. I did know this because I looked it up. I forget early on, he did something where he was like flailing his arms yes. around too much and like absolutely like, I think it was the Adele one. I looked it up after. And then I was like, of course he's not driving. Like, why did I ever think he was driving? Which I think everyone's realizing now. I should have known because yeah. to get Adele behind the wheel and James right. Corden of all, yeah. just like kind of <laughs> moseying around the streets of Los Angeles, that feels way too dangerous. Yeah. You're so, I, I too thought this was real. And yeah. then, and then like going back, you know, you have that moment where you're like, oh, wait, there was that sign and that sign and that sign and that yeah. sign. Right. And that you sign. watch one clip and he's like dancing and singing every single line to the song. And you're like, I right. can't even do that with and one he, person in my car. He's doing the fake TV driving, which is like, you look around way too much and yes, you're like doing yes. the this all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, unless I'm a terrible driver, I don't know how much people right. are doing that. Head on a swivel. I was disappointed. Anyway. Yeah, sad. Next one. So... Vegan forever, Pig King, Joaquin Phoenix, he declined to attend a SAG after party in favor of 
comforting pigs on their way to slaughter. I have to say, he has really won me over. <laughs> yes! <laughs> With his total commitment to this shit. And total like, commitment. truly, like, he's saving the planet. He's probably doing more than any of us have ever done yeah. or ever will do. But, like, <laughs> it's just the act of sitting on the line and literally comforting pigs right. on the way to the slaughter is just so above and beyond and so wildly unhelpful. <laughs> he but should, also, like, like, purchase the pigs that are going to slaughter and I, set them free or and something. I think it clearly is just supposed to be, like, a, a protest, mm-hmm. essentially, yeah. but ju- he just is such a parody of himself. And I honestly, he genuinely has won me over. Like, I'm actually, like, impressed at this point. Yeah. Has he won you en- over enough to now watch The Joker? No. There's a line. He's won you over enough to be like, if he wins, fine. Honestly, yes. Yeah. Wow. I could do with another Joaquin Phoenix speech. I, I feel enjoyed you. the yeah. last one a lot. Agreed. Okay. Okay, next one. This is a kind of an unanswerable question as well. Uh, it could be social media, could be not worth the tea, as some of the best things are. So this week, the estate of Mr. Peanut, <laughs> which was previously the Mr. Peanut Twitter account. Planted peanuts. It is with heavy hearts that we confirm that Mr. Peanut has died at 104. In the ultimate selfless act, he sacrificed himself to save his friends when they needed him most. Please pay your respects with hashtag R.I.Peanut. Okay. So they changed the whole account. They changed it to like black and there's like a monocle with like a tear. And people immediately were like, okay, obviously it's a Super Bowl commercial Mm -hmm. thing that they're like trying to amp up. Apparently they're going to have a funeral in like the commercial but it basically immediately turned into this meme where people were like, how did Mr. Peanut die? You know, there are all the jokes about like the peanut on the train tracks and they become peanut butter. So they were like, those oh jokes. People were like, this is like the darkest uh, like marketing attempt ever. Yeah. Is he actually dead? Are they totally rebranding peanuts? I was going to say, mm. are do you think they are going to unveil like a little boy peanut and now he will be the new face of <laughs> oh. the peanut company? Right. Or are they like pivoting to cashews? Do you oh, know? Thanks. I don't know. I I mean, Mr. Peanut is dead. Well, you know how cashews are made? Like, they only grow one cashew on a freaking plant. So it's like— (laughs) So you're saying it's not, like, economically sound? Yeah, I just don't think that's a good idea. Peanuts are a smarter investment? Maybe. Maybe. But apparently we'll find out during the Super Bowl. I don't like this. This is, like, as if Wendy (laughs) said that Wendy died. Like, that just (laughs) is dark. I don't really want to think about that. I know. And people were talking about how, like, uh, General Mills briefly replaced, like, the Trix Bunny. Uh, The Honey Nut Cheerios Bee was, like— replaced with a blank silhouette on its box as an awareness campaign for the bees dying. Oh, sh- um, okay. Wow. Hinge That's released good. a campaign where, like, they burned their thing in a bonfire. I don't know what that is. What? So there apparently is, like, a, a hefty history of people killing their mascots for publicity. Cool. Um, but, yeah, apparently maybe Mr. Peanut will come back. Maybe he won't. <laughs> Who knows? I can't Lord, wait to find out. Lord knows we're going to report about it. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> Okay, final category, Tea Time's most unanswerable question of the week. You guys tweet us. It's at Tea Time underscore 33. Go ahead, Kate. All right. First up, John Boyega released a very sweet video this week where he gave his parents a house. He surprised them with it. And it prompted, really, these videos always prompt the same question in me, which is, is the obviously amazing surprise of being given a house as a gift, is that worth having no input in choosing (laughs) your house? Like, if you were John Boyega's parents, would you prefer being surprised with the house, or would you prefer him coming up to you being like, hey, I want to buy you a house. Let's go shopping. Tell me what you want. Let's go look at houses. I'll just pay for it. This is a phenomenal question. Thank Thank you, you. Kate. Um, I think 
that no. I think the safest rich person getting another beloved family member present is a really nice car. Kylie Jenner has done it with like everyone on her staff and everyone she's ever met. People do it all the time. And it's lower stakes because it's a car. Right. (laughs) A house is so specific. Obviously, it like goes without saying this is like such a generous, beautiful gift. But they should be like, let's go house hunting. Right. But the reveal is so amazing. I I don't know. know. I'm torn. I also am torn. But I think, I agree. You can do a car without consulting someone because it's a car. Like a nice car is a nice car. But a house is so specific. Yeah, you're, you're going to live, live in there. Yeah. His parents are probably going to die in this house. Like, he had to choose, a bl- like, a street. You know a what street, I mean? A yeah. street, a location. That's true. Like, a number of rooms. Like, right. A, a, you know what I mean? There's, it's so specific, and there are so many details that I would want to choose about my house. I don't want anyone to ever buy me a house without consulting me. What if he doesn't know if they want an open floor plan? Or, like, know. you know, a, a deck? It's very, yeah, <laughs> it's a really big gamble. You never know. I agree. It is. I don't think it's worth the surprise. Wow. Oh. <sighs> Amelia? Okay. <laughs> Your question, <laughs> Really please? incredible choices of Thanks. topics for me Thank this week. Thank you. Well, okay. I guess I'm well aware, I think we're all well aware, that I'm on the porn beat now. <laughs> which is— Hell yeah. You know, decriminalize sex work. You're right. I it's mean, it what is, Betty Dodson would want. The, That's true. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Okay. So I want to know, why aren't we talking about this more? So Jimmy Garoppolo is one of— the two quarterbacks going to the Super Bowl, and he— Definitely the hottest one. He is definitely the hottest one. He is—he's a quarterback for the 49ers, and he went on a date slash boned a porn star. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I was wondering if you were going to read that verbatim off the outline, and I you did. did. I'm I so did. glad. Um, at some restaurant in Beverly Hills, but this was literally like a year and a half ago. Right. But I, why isn't this more of a storyline? I have to tell you that it was when it happened. Okay. Uh, I was a fact checker at this time. And I remember this was around the time that I discovered Jimmy Garoppolo when I was forced to read sports <laughs> stories to the ringer.com for six months. And it was a really important time in my life. I thought that I was going to care about sports after I saw his face mm-hmm. wow. and read about wow. this. And I didn't. We all go through that. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember, I remember like being aware of him when this happened. Sure. And I was honestly kind of like, good for her. Yeah. yeah. That was my take. Good for both of them. I was like, you yeah. know what? Sure. Do you feel as though people should still be talking about it all this time later? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, like I it guess. it should be a continuing yeah, story. Yeah, just like an interesting story. I want to know what, like, are they friends still? Honestly, <laughs> I feel you because I'm late to every TV show movie ever. <laughs> I and I always want to talk about, like, I watch, I told you guys, Into the Spider-Verse, that Spider-Man movie. Yes. Right. I wanted to talk about it on the pod. You guys had no time for it. No one really wanted to talk we about it anymore. We did talk about it on the pod. Probably because I forced you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but I get it. You know, maybe Twitter, you can drum up a conversation yeah. there and get people talking about it again. Let's talk about Jimmy and uh, Kiara Mia. <laughs> Great. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Final question. I actually do really like my question, but unfortunately, it was just a ruse because tomorrow, aka Friday, uh, January 24th. I to talk about your question. Honestly, so did I. Maybe if we have time, we'll just circle back to it. <laughs> I did kind of like it, but um, okay. Friday, January 24th is our very own Kate Hallowell's birthday. Woo! So, Kate, we were thinking about what to do. We know you don't like a whole lot of attention, so we wanted to do, like, an act of service instead of blast you. (laughs) Kaya, please turn on your mic. Oh, no. Okay, so my question is, 
is it and was it possible for us to learn as much about K-pop and Kate Blanchett <laughs> as Kate knows? So, you know me, I'm an evil dictator. I made Amelia research K-pop and I got Kate Blanchett. Um, Amelia, do you want to start about your facts about K-pop? Yeah. Okay. Oh so my God, I'm if, thrilled If you this. have a member that's like your favorite K-pop member of the group, it's you have to say like, so-and-so is my bias. Correct. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh my God. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> Did you know that over 100 groups debut in South Korea every year, but less than 5% are successful? I didn't wow. know that. Yeah. Fascinating. It's like kind of a huge like machine, you know, where mm. they just turn out these pop stars. It's kind of like um, China and Russia for gymnasts, but like Korea's They've got like, it down to a pretty good system. Yeah, they really do. Also, I you don't— Okay. There's this one group that you like called Red Velvet. Uh-huh. And they have a song called Umpa Umpa, which uh-huh. is actually very catchy. We talked about this. We did talk about this. There's a conspiracy going around that they want their fans to drown. I looked into this after you brought it. <laughs> you were like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's they there are all these lyrics where they think they're talking about like people not being able to swim. Right. Like umpa umpa is apparently what Koreans, South Koreans say to learn to swim or something. You're the one educating okay, me. Okay, okay. And and then they say it differently uh-huh. in the song. And then in the music video, they allude to like, they're like, oh, sinking and stuff. And there's a lot of dark <laughs> web content coming from me today. Oh my God, there really is. But yeah, so that's interesting. Kaya, Kaya, any facts? I also learned some facts. Spoiler alert, it's impossible to learn as much as Kate knows about K-pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The hour I spend on <laughs> research. But uh, I did learn that one of the first K-pop groups, so kind of like the first group to start this whole movement was called, and apologies in advance. You sound like me on our K-pop podcast with Isaac. Sao Taji and the boys. Close enough. Sweet. <laughs> Nailed and it. This was in the mid-90s and they kind of like started mm. the whole thing. K-pop stars are called idols. Nice. It's, like, extremely, extremely competitive to, like, get into a group. You start auditioning at, like, ages, like, 10 to 12. I learned all of this in a really helpful Vox explainer. And um, it's all, like, through, like, marketing companies. Like, it's not like people just are like, hey, let's start a group. It's like you, like, get into a company, I think, Mm -hmm. and then they, like, put you in a group. They recruit and, like, train people. Mm. And then the other thing I learned from this is that the boys in BTS— very cute. Wow. <laughs> yes. That's very cute. cute. I wanted. What a gift. Oh, my God. Kate, let me spit some Kate Blanchett facts oh my at God. you, okay? This is a pretty dry read. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> you. She's 50 years old, born in Australia. She has four children. <laughs> did you just copy and paste the Wikipedia page? I did it. Fun stuff's coming. She's married to a man named Andrew Upton since mm. 1997. Good for her. Wow. He, looks like, he looks like a little hobbit. Hollywood has not torn them apart. So great. He's a playwright, screenwriter, and director. My favorite Kate Blanchett role is from Lord of the Rings. Ooh. And I don't think I've seen a movie of her since. But oh I did God. like her in that movie. Her net worth is $45 million. So go Kate Blanchett. And then I went on this website looking for some literally anything better than what I just said. <laughs> and there's this website called JustFunFacts.com. And this was the fun fact they listed about Kate Blanchett. Blanchett enjoys making lists and crossing items off as she accomplishes them. 
that's the most interesting goddamn thing about that? my life. Wow. Thrilling content. How did anybody learn that? How is that written and published on a website? I don't know. It's a great question. <laughs> Maybe that's my unanswerable question. Um, and yeah, happy birthday. We Yay. love you very much. Oh, one more thing. We, would, we have to do the tea time tradition of going through celebrities born oh, on January 21st. Right. And I'm going to do it Amelia style and say <laughs> of so and such fame. <laughs> Sharon Tate. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> just joked. Uh, um, we you know, know what she's famous that for. That kind of fame. Yeah. Better or worse. Maybe we could skip that one. <laughs> Ed Helms of Hangover fame. Oh, nice. Better or worse yeah. hang than Kate. Definitely worse. I saw him in a bagel shop one time and he was oh, pretty wow. boring. Seems yeah. like a pretty fun hang, but okay. I'll just leave that to myself. <laughs> wow. Frankie Grande. <laughs> Honestly, oh. seems like a great hang. I would choose Kate, I think. Yeah, so. Frankie seems annoying. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Neil Diamond? Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm choosing Neil Diamond. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that's sorry. about it. Those are the top yeah, celebrities. I great celebrities on my birthday. It's true. Also, it should be said, happy birthday to Tyler and Anne as well. Yeah, he oh, is yeah. a triplet. Yep, I Yay. am. HBD to everyone. Guys, thank you so much. I'm I'm touched, <laughs> truly. Thank you guys so much for listening. Just apologies about this episode <laughs> as usual. Uh, thanks, Kaya. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wattemeyer. <laughs>